excuses and we are running out of time. We're looking at mass starvation within 10 years. The reality is we're sleepwalking into a catastrophe. Change is coming, whether you like it or not. It's Tuesday the 30th of April and this is Jessica Townsend outside DEFRA where a team of five are having a meeting with Michael Gove. Team Podcasts are bringing you a short episode to enable rebels who are on the street supporting us so recently to have insight into what the political process is. The team comprises Claire Farrell, a co-founder and sustainable fashion designer, Fahama Yamin, an environmental lawyer, Rupert Reed, a professor of environmental philosophy, Felix Ottaway, a 14-year-old from USXR, and Sam Knights, a 22-year-old recent graduate. I managed to catch Rupert Reed on the way in. You, as a political team, are just about to go in to see Michael Gove. Yeah. What are you expecting from this meeting? Well, we're very hopeful that he's going to really listen. We're going to try to emphasise the importance of telling the truth, the importance of government telling the truth. And we're going to try to create some, some empathy uh, there. So you can get empathic response from the ministers and lords who will be there to, uh, to listen to us because of 1,100 people who allowed themselves to be arrested so we can make this happen. So you're going in there for the rebels, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, and we've crowdsourced our strategy. 6,000 people have given us ideas for the next 24, from in the last 24 hours. Thank you. Thank you. One of the impressive things about um, your movement is the way in which it has grown so quickly and also the way in which through crowdsourcing and collective decision-making you're, you're seeking to involve the widest range of opinions animated by the need to act. Um, government has to operate collectively too. Um, and one of the things that I'm doing along with other colleagues is working out what the correct response is. So I can't make that commitment today. I want us to take a constructive approach towards this issue. And one of the reasons um, uh, why I was so grateful to the all-party parliamentary group on climate change for organising the meeting with Greta last week is that it gave me an opportunity to thank Ed Miliband for the leadership that he's shown and to acknowledge also that during the coalition years Liberal Democrat politicians played a big role as well. And uh, you know, one of the things we touched on air quality earlier that I've been very happy to do is to work with Sadiq Khan as I think his leadership on the issue has been, uh, has been helpful. I'm outside DEFRA with Claire Farrell. How was that, Claire? I find the rhetoric quite challenging to cope with because everything's so considered and sort of um, unemotional. Yeah. Um, and I, I find that... That's very un-XR, I find that it? extremely challenging. Yeah. Um, I guess there wasn't a check-in at the beginning. I tried really hard. Well, I wanted to call a minute silence when we entered the room and then... I don't know, Michael Gove just went into one straight away. Right. There just wasn't the... There just wasn't... I, I don't know. Felix spoke beautifully, and then I spoke emotionally. I mean, they were listening, but I just can't help but feel that there's a lack of... There's a lack of overall urgency, which, w- which would be which would be supported by an emotional experience. Anything else you want to tell the rebels, the movement in general, about today? I mean, I'm amazed that it's happened, because, like, if you told me a few weeks ago that, like, we were going to start the rebellion and then I'd go and meet Michael Gove, I would just told you, fuck off. <laughs> but, um, so I'm not, like, negating the fact that it's, like, a massive, a massive thing, you know what I mean? And yeah. to get in the room... Um, and also, to, we were followed by tons of security, you know, to prove that we've got the discipline to be able to go in there and not 
strip off or glue ourselves to the table or anything like that do you know what I mean we I, I do think it's somehow quite useful to, to prove that we're capable of engagement I'm Fahana Yamin we heard some unexpectedly positive things that he's willing to reach out to um, Sadiq Khan and to develop sort of the idea of a national citizens assembly but in my heart I do feel a little bit disappointed and would have liked him to have stepped a bit more into the emergency frame you know in all honesty, he says all the things that show that we are in an emergency, but then refuses to say the word. And if there's some other word he can come up with, that's fine by me, but he has to actually um, take that step. I'm sitting outside DEFRA uh, with Felix, who was the youngest member of the political team to go in today. I think we have no other option. Um, disruption is my only thing I can do. I can't vote. And as a youth, I'm very capable of emotional disruption as a young person and that is where my power is. My power is in the fact that I can cause much more disruption without being arrested. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> but also in the fact that, it sounds bad, but because politicians aren't willing to slam uh, youth, I can be a lot more pushy in these yes. meetings and I can... I can kind of like use the fact that they're quite patronising to get a stronger point across. Rupert Reid, how are you thinking and feeling right now? Well, some good things, some not so good things. In terms of the good things, there were some commitments that came out of the meeting. Gove promised to try and work with Sadiq Khan, the London Mayor, on looking at what we talked about, including, interestingly, looking at the idea of a citizens' assembly. Oh, which fantastic! We did. Yeah, we did. in the podcast recently, well, that's we right. had you talking about exactly that. That's right. We got to that. I was surprised, to be honest, that we got as far as talking about that and to them, them taking it seriously. But yes. Gove promised to take well, some of what we talked about to Cabinet, and in particular, he promised that he would have another meeting uh, with us after he'd done some of this work. Okay. So, you know, we've got an ongoing potential dialogue. We're a little disappointed that they didn't respond more to the kind of emotional seriousness we were trying to bring to the room, the sense of, look, our young people are begging for their lives now. And even an old lag like me in my uh, 50s is frankly very worried about what the world's going to be like by the time uh, I'm uh, retired. And it was a little disappointing, obviously, that they didn't go for the idea of declaring a climate and ecological emergency. But... What I want is a real meaningful declaration of climate and ecological emergency. Yeah. So, you know, maybe if Gove's actually going to think about it and if we keep the pressure up mm -hmm. and if he talks to others in the government, you know, if we can get a declaration at some point, maybe in a few weeks' time or something, that is meaningful, where they're actually going to change a lot of stuff and it's going to mean things in terms of administrative change and in terms of policy change, well, we could still be on the way to a win. Do I think that they're aware that something pretty amazing has happened? I think they are kind of aware of that. Okay. I think they can't get away from it. The PM's environmental advisor, Lord Randall, was in the room and he said some quite encouraging things about the extent to which he's noticed a massive change, a transformative change just in the last two weeks in the public debate and public consciousness on this. And the political class cannot avoid that. And yes. they're, taking, they're taking some of it in. So I think it's just incredibly clear how the Extinction Rebellion that we've all been a part of has had an enormous effect right up to the top yes. levels of government. Did I believe that we were going to be here now? No, frankly, I didn't. Meetings like this one today, they are a proof positive of just how far we've come. Right, so we've changed the debate. Totally. But, 
but we have yet to change the political class. Of course. It's going to be really, really hard and we have to be in it for a long haul. Climate and we change, might have to be out there on the streets again. Of, I, I think it's pretty much certain that we'll have to be. Okay. Yeah, the rebellion is, is paused and the rebellion will continue. I'm Sam Knight. My expectations were that government would somehow acknowledge the scale and severity of the emergency that we face. Unfortunately, it seems that they are intent on not doing that and there are various systemic problems and barriers that prevent them from acting quickly. But what I think our political and ruling class have failed to understand at the moment is that the frame of the debate has totally and utterly shifted over the last couple of weeks. And we shouldn't give ourselves like too much credit. This wasn't all us. The school strikers have done so much. Greta Thunberg has done so much. David Attenborough's documentary has done so much. All the reports recently that have been commissioned and that have come out and educated the public. But regardless of who has been responsible for this, the boundaries of debate have completely and utterly shifted. And our ruling and political elite have not been able to respond to that. To me, the one clear thing that has come out of this meeting is that Extinction Rebellion is needed now more than ever. Extinction, oh,